Hello, welcome to Fountain Pen and Stationery Season 3, Episode 6. This is Collins. And this is Frank speaking. <laughs> How are you doing, Frank? Mm, kind of sore, but otherwise I'm fine. <laughs> kind of sore? Yeah, I was running a security cameras, Ethernet cables in the attic. <laughs> and uh, let's just say that having a... Spending three and four hours crouching the attic is not fun. <laughs> no, no, I can't imagine that would be. Yeah, so, yeah. And also, I twisted my body in all weird angles trying to install the camera. Also, doesn't really help. But uh, Right, and you're trying to navigate, like, the dirty, untight uh, ceiling corridors, right? Like, the uh, Yes, it, the it is not dirty. I, it is cleaned as I move up here. Mm -hmm. But it is certainly not... I don't have like other people has like plywood above everything. I don't I have to make sure I don't fall through the right, ceiling. And just break your ceiling. Yes. So <laughs> I have crates installed, but then the uh whatever oh. the Wait, we've done this before. Back back way like in college years. We used to string yes, ether yes. Oh my god, I totally forgot that we used to do this. Yes, we used to do it. That's <laughs> <laughs> our job, yes. Yes, that that was a that was a long time ago, but yes. Yes, and I did fish the Ethernet cable from the uh from my uh mental to the outside as well. So mm -hmm. mm, relive through Fun all times. those years. <laughs> Just jog my memory of like my first Eh, second technical job or yeah. a technology job. Yep, yep. So, uh, we talked uh, a while back uh, about the um, the Kakimori uh, kind of the fountain pen line, their inks and their uh, dip pens, right? Right. Well, I bought it and I got it and I've been using it for about a week. I think this one is pretty new, according to all the research I could tell. Like, there, there's some people asking about it. And, yeah. Uh, so, so you bought the uh, brass version, right? Yes, it was. Uh, I think they have a brass version and a stainless steel version. Um, but I, I believe brass supposedly should be less, uh, should withhold over time longer than stainless steel. Well, okay. It's not going so, to rust. It, it might change color, but it won't. It might change. It will patina. Yes. I think the uh, upside for brass is that it probably it'll prevent your your ink would have less chances of getting fungi infection. Yes. <laughs> okay. Uh, otherwise, I mean, as long as you wipe down the stainless steel, it should be still fine. Unless I use some weird ass stainless steel. Yeah. That's but, really high in carbon content. Also, the brass nib was cheaper, so I'm like, just, you know, whatever. Oh, the brass is cheaper. Okay. Yes. I thought um, it's a little cheaper. the brass costs more. In this, in this case, it was cheaper. Let me see. Okay. I'm looking at the wrong site. I mean, it's, it's fine. It's just um, typically also, brass costs more. It also looks cooler, just personal opinion. Like, I think just the brass color. Like, like the color scheme better? Yeah. Like, it just All looks right. cooler. Um... Oh, it's 45 versus 50, so it's not like that big of a difference, but like okay. I have bra I have stainless steel uh fountain pen nibs. Kind of having a brass nib would be kind of fun. Um so supposedly the uh brass nib is wider of a nib of a tip. 
Is it? That's what some people say. I'm not sure. I can. Get I mean, it. I don't I have both, so that. I I can't confirm or deny that either. But uh, no, it seems like the dimensions are exactly the same. So okay. I'm not sure why that. It's definitely different from the glass nib. The glass nib they have a they have a glass nib version, and it's definitely thinner than the metal nibs. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, maybe I'll maybe I'll have to try getting their glass nib tip too. Um, but anyways because uh, okay so so my issue with my current glass nib nib is the fact that i need to rotate my glass nib to a certain degree so that the the groove of the ink actually hits the paper well sometimes it won't catch the uh, ink that is currently resting in the grooves does that is that the issue with the kakimori one it is less of an issue it is less of an issue, but it, you, it still you exists. It's, you still need to rotate it. it. It is a dip nib, right? So there are how many grooves around here? There's a lot of grooves, more grooves on this than the glass nib that we have. Okay. Um, as you're writing, some of the grooves will empty their ink storage faster than others. So at some point, you'll rotate it so that it uses the other like reservoirs. Okay. But yeah. generally, I didn't find it as finicky as using a glass nib. Okay. It felt more consistent over a longer period of writing. And I also felt like I could write longer using this than with a glass nib, maybe because of that reservoir situation. Very interesting, because it has less um, spiral, right? So technically, it has less distances compared to a glass mm -hmm. one. But there's a lot more grooves... I think it's also because of the thickness of the base. It means that it could store a lot more. Okay. Um, I will say that. So the I'm not sure if you can see from the camera, but like the it's tip very blurry. is yeah, the tip is very sharp. Um, so you can stab someone with it. Yes, Frank, you can stab <laughs> someone with it, and I, I think this could be a very valid weapon if you really <laughs> wanted it to be though arguably a glass nib could also be a very viable weapon but maybe potentially dangerous to yourself too okay yeah <laughs> I mean, i'm um, sorry i think it looks like an acupuncture thing okay that's, what, that's the first I mean, thing that came to my mind it looks like a bullet that they carved grooves into yeah yeah <laughs> so. i mean very much so um but it, it is pretty sharp uh, so what I found is if you use a ink that is very viscous and wet, like high yeah. lubrication, um, I feel like you, you end up cutting the paper a little bit faster just because there's not as much, um, lubrication between your nib and the paper. Wait, cutting, so you, you mean like, uh, as it like feels if, dry or what? Or it feels like you're stat, you can stab the paper a little bit easier. Okay. Or it gets caught on it a little bit easier than if it were like a slightly less, a slightly more thick ink. Yeah. Like like minutely thick. I, I I say this because I was using a I was using a noodler's ink and then I was using a uh, Pilot Eroshizuku ink and mm -hmm. the noodler being a little bit waterier. Yeah. Um, it just didn't write as well. It didn't lubricate as much. Yeah. Or, or okay. like it. Yeah. I also felt like I had to dip it more often than um, the uh, the glass one. Than the than the Pilot Eroshizuku ink. I'm oh, talking about inks. Okay. Yeah, inks. Okay. Yeah. So a slightly 
think or like th think the difference between like a really wet ink and then using like a pigmented ink using a pigmented ink seemed to have worked a little bit better if that makes sense because some of the pigmented ink is wetter in general and it, it, it sticks to the grooves more and it creates more of a, a separation between the nib and the paper. Interesting. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So um, you that, will recommend using, well, they are a pigment ink company, yes, right? So that is true. Um, so yeah, I, I mean, it works fine with all the inks. I just found that the writing experience was a little bit nicer with a more uh, thick, thicker ink. Okay. Yeah, All that's right. just personal preference. Uh, but generally, you can write a really fine line with it. You um, your your line variation, like if you hold your pen at the right angle, seems to write pretty well. Like, um, like you show me that the line variation differences from different writing angle, right? So, yeah. how, how what 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 millimeter? Like, what size different would you say? Like, uh, extra fine to what? Uh, I don't know if you could do, it's probably like a fine, like a, maybe a, uh, would it be a Western fine? Let me, let me look at what my, my, my journal this morning. <laughs> I'm like, uh, yeah, maybe like a fine. And you can go, you can go well beyond broad if you, if you, uh, uh, angle it down. It, it's almost like a, it's like a, a stub nib at that point. Really? In terms of thickness. Okay. So you can get it. You can get your line. You can get very large line variations with this. Okay. Um, I'll have to post a, a, a writing sample, but you can find them if you just look up the Kakimori uh, nib examples. Like you can see, like the line variation gets pretty big, and that's very cool. I thought it is more than the broad, though. Like from the the how wide you show me, it's more like extra extra broad. Yeah, no, no, I'm saying that you can get well beyond that. Like, well you can get to, okay. yeah, like, you can get into, like, a 1.5 stub if you really stretch it, maybe. <laughs> but you're, okay. but you're, like, you're, like, writing at a very low angle. And that, that depends point. on the angle, right? That, that yeah. fully depends on the angle. Okay. Yeah. But overall, so, I really like it. Okay, okay. It's the, um, the wood handle, is that thing coated in wax, or is it just pure wood finish? I think it's been finished. Um, it's not just bare wood; like it's been. It's not okay. It's it's been oiled somewhat. Yeah, that's um, my one of my main thing. I was looking at this. Uh -huh, it's, it's, it looks like bare wood on the pictures. I'm not sure how. I definitely wouldn't try to get ink on it. <laughs> that's, <laughs> well, that's my main concern. Like if I get my, because I prefer the look of a natural wood instead yes. of dyed one. But I was just concerned, like, what if I get ink on it? Yeah, I I am concerned about getting ink on it. Um, I don't know. We'll see what happens. <laughs> okay. All right. Um, but the, okay. So I, I, I do want to mention one downside to this, um, which I didn't in encounter with a glass nib, okay. um, which is that the grooves, you can get ink stuck in the, the deep end of the groove. And you, sometimes you can't get it out unless you like stick like a, like a like a business card in there to like scrape it out. <laughs> you mean like okay, so I guess get a uh, what is it called? Um, Q-tip. Oh yeah, Q-tip might work. Um, Q-tip might work, right? Okay. Al would rubbing alcohol and 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 brass be okay? 
You might remove Should the coating, yeah. right? Yeah. No, 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 no. You'll be fine. Okay. The, yeah, that might work. The on the brass only re removable typically by acid, which is vinegars and just pure rubbing action. Right. Okay. So maybe that could work. Um, but I mean, overall, I haven't really had a problem with it in terms of like trying to clean it. But just okay. I noticed that you can get like if you're using a pigmented ink, you can get into the grooves and it could be a little harder to clean than just a glass nib. Okay. Yeah. But I will say there's one great benefit to just having this pen than a glass nib, which is that like I was always afraid of breaking the glass nib or like just breaking <laughs> the glass thing in general because you're holding a fragile piece of glass, right? Like, yeah, yeah. Yeah, and the whole th oh, how about the uh, how does the writing feel of it? Because I know the uh, glass dip pen typically just feels really, really stiff and not moving because it's glass. How about this one? Uh, it, it feels much better. It because another problem with the glass nib is that it, it, your grip section is way higher than normal. Right. This one puts you exactly where a fountain pen grip should be. Okay. I mean, so I think it, it's just the one that we have. I've seen other enough. glass nib that is closer. I think we we have the Jerobon uh, glass nib, right? Yes. Yeah. Um, I haven't seen glass nibs where I, like it looks like it's better. <laughs> I mean, there maybe there could be. There's but... the uh, Wincher, the really fancy Wincher ones. <laughs> and it's like hundred twenty dollars, hundred forty dollars, I think, each. Yeah. <laughs> Those looks really nice, but they're really expensive <laughs> for glass nib. I mean, that being said, this pen kit is uh, also not cheap. eighty dollars. Eighty dollars, yeah, yeah. Because yeah. you have to buy the metal nib, which is forty-five, and then you have to buy the holder, which I bought the cheapest one at thirty-five. So the cheapest you can go is eighty bucks. So it's not right. It's not cheap. Um, but I like what this gives me, which is the ability to experiment with inks more comfortably than using a glass nib. Okay. So is overall the uh, less stress oh, as yeah, part far. of the user experience? By far, yes. I. <laughs> All right. Within a week, I, I already love it. <laughs> okay. Well, I think I'll consider that maybe. Um Mm, seventy dollars though, eighty dollars. It's, it's it's not cheap. <laughs> yeah, it's not cheap. It's not cheap. I'll put that on the list, like a yes. maybe list. <laughs> <laughs> put it on your list. Put it on your. Hey, you know, next time I see, next time you come over, I'll come over. I'll bring it. You can give it a shot. Sure. Yeah. All right. Next topic. The um. Well, I think this is a relatively old news for a lot of people, mm -hmm. but I'm not sure you saw this one. Which one? The Iridescent Pro from Kaweco. Oh, uh, the the Kaweco's new newish uh, Iridescent Pearl fountain pen. Yes. Uh, I don't remember seeing it, but it looks really good. It looks it's really nice. Like for twenty-seven bucks, that's. Pretty good. <laughs> this is their um, their plastic version, right? Mm -hmm. I mean, I, I still got some irky feeling about Kaweco. Sure. The <laughs> the copyright practices, but mm -hmm. I, I, to do to 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 give a points to um, this one looks really nice. So my personal opinion aside, I 
I'm not sure how many of our listeners still doesn't know about this pen. But uh, if you like something that is shiny and uh, that has a pro lesson, like Mother Pro looking colors, look up the uh, Kaweco Collection Sports Iridescent Pro and I uh, think you'll like it. Yeah, I think if you wanted something similar from like a, a another name brand like Sailor, like you're paying upwards of 100 or, 100 or something bucks. Oh yeah, definitely. The, for Sailor, this will be a limited... Edition. <laughs> this is this is this is the this, the look of their limited edition pens. It will be the limited edition Pro Gear Slim. <laughs> I already can. They're gonna put it on there. All right. Yeah, I mean, like, if you wanted to get like their all sport pens, like they're upwards of like 70, 80 bucks. But yeah, yeah, yeah. like this is plastic. It's, it's it's plastic, but like it's the same design. Yeah. All right, new color for um... so she... pilot Urushi pilot Urushizuku is coming out with three new colors this year. I think they were announced last year. They just didn't officially come out until now. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, let's see the. Uh... I don't remember the last time they announced new colors, but it's been a while. It's yeah. the last time was their one uh, hundred year anniversary, but that was an unstable color. Mm-hmm. I think this is part of a stable color one now, right? Yeah. Okay. Well, they have a pink one. Uh... It's it's actually a really nice pink. I'm when I saw this and the the accompanying like the color like the picture that they wanted to have have in your mind. I'm like yeah. I'm I'm like maybe I should get this one. Looks really good. I mean, I know you personally like that scene, right? The uh, the kind of cherry blossom, yes, blowing scene. So, uh, well, my wife has a. I mean, lots of people's wives do, but like a lot. My wife has a big af- af- affinity to the color pink, and it has mm-hmm. to be the correct type of pink. And I think this one hits it pretty good. Okay, well, maybe she'll like it too then. Yeah. All right, and there is a light of the firefly. Light of the Fireflies, Chart- Chartreuse Green. Yes. <laughs> um, it's like a. I I, I I'm gonna be honest. Be, yeah. I don't really see the green very well. I see it's mostly a yellow to me. It's a very light green. Hmm. So I mean, actually, how often do you see fireflies in Hawaii? Uh, I've never seen fireflies in Hawaii. I've only seen fireflies once, and that was in Bali, Indonesia. Oh wow! Okay, um, I saw a lot in Taiwan, mm-hmm. especially when you go camping trips into special areas. But uh, it's hard to see firefly nowadays because uh, they are a species that is really sensitive to contaminations and uh, environmental mm-hmm. issues. Mm-hmm. So they die off really easily. And I think this color is actually quite close to the lights that they emit. And I really wow. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's 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 a it's a soft glow, it's not too bright. So I think this color is actually pretty close. Yeah. I, I, I don't know. I don't I can't remember the color very well, but I just remember that like 
I mean, of course, like different fireflies have different colors and mm-hmm. they have different brightness of glow and the, the, the variations of the species and the sizes, of course. They are really cool. Like, I, I, I personally I am not very fond of insects, but when I saw fireflies, I was like, this is really cool. I will gladly, like, be in around them. Yeah, so I think it's hard to see them nowadays because yeah. of the environmental impact that we have done. But... Uh, mm-hmm. I would say if anyone could see it, definitely go, go. Enjoy go it, it if you can. Go enjoy it as you can. I mean, <laughs> I, yeah, it is a uh, fleeing resources around the world, I would say. <laughs> Which is kind of sad, but yeah, that's what it is. And then the last one is the Sui Gyoku Emerald Green. Correct. looks okay <laughs> yeah this is the only one i think is okay but i, I think, think this be- is one of the few ink from pilot that's actually green mm, oh really huh i never noticed that yeah i think it's because in terms of fountain pen inks the blues and the the blues and greens there's a lot of them right there's a lot of this style of ink there's color. also a lot of teal yeah. But there isn't too many specific green. I think the only other green that's available on Pilot Irishizuku is uh uh what's that color called? Uh Shin Ryoku, which I believe that's supposed to mean pine. Uh, mm. is it pine? Let me click on the what does this mean? Gullet, come on, come on, come on. Doesn't tell me what it means. Shinryoku. Forest green. Yeah, that's mm. that's what it's supposed to be. Yeah. I think that is the only green prior to this release. So at least they released something that is uh different yeah. <laughs> compared to the rest of their lines. Yeah. But I, I might pick up the pink one. <laughs> Maybe. I mean, I have a lot of like the really light cherry color, so I think I'll pass. The Firefly one is kind of reminiscent to my childhood, though. So You might pick up that one. <laughs> I might pick up that one, to be honest with you. <laughs> All right. And plus, I don't have any kind of like neon light yellow-green color. I know, I you know, every time we do this discussion, a neon yellow or neon green comes up, and <laughs> I... Something tells me you're looking out for actually getting an ink like that. <laughs> yes. Yes. So this one actually might have me pull the trigger. <laughs> All right. <laughs> yeah. All right. So next one. The uh apparently this is the one our first uh USA limited edition. Hmm. The what is it called? The every uh, rose uh, has its throne. Oh my goodness! I was reading it and I was like, "Is that the name of the pen?" Yep. <laughs> okay, so I, I, okay, so I'm looking at the website and the title is "Every Rose Has Its Thorn Limited Edition." 
Pro Gear. Correct. <laughs> that is it's a very long name. That is more than a mouthful. <laughs> I got a feeling that the, it this is some kind of past experience from the personal sailors rep <laughs> that one they used to describe the USA fan base of Fountain Pants. I see. Okay, so uh, explain to me how because I'm looking at the pen and I don't see the connection between the name and the 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 body of the pen. I, I see think no the connection. main thing is just it's a gold rose. It's rose gold trim and everything. Oh, I see. Okay. So it's yeah. a rose gold trim. Uh, but the body looks kind of like a cloudy white. Is that right? It is white. It is cloudy white and it has a sparkles inside. Right. Yeah. So the main thing is just the rose, the, the rose gold trims on everything. I, and again, because of my colorblindness, I'm not sure if I, I did not see the rose gold. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, I mean, if you look at, if you read the description, it says uh, the first North American exclusive sailor fountain pen fitted with a solid 28 rose gold nib. Every rose has a throne to serve the adoration of a rowdy crowd. Edgy but delicate. <laughs> like I said, like, is it like I taking a stab at the American fun? Yes, I, I I think someone <laughs> has some experience with the American audience, and they're taking a stab at us wow. in a good way, I guess. But I wouldn't I mean, say it's not well deserved, though, because <laughs> compare our culture to the Japanese one, we are a little more quick to criticism. Sure. More direct. I will say I like, I like the look of the pen. I like the I look like... of the pen too. I I just find the uh, name very interesting. <laughs> yes. And if also, I, I find mm -hmm. it interesting the fact that this is the first American exclusive, <laughs> which means that I don't know how they're going to handle this exclusive because from before. Almost all the American quote unquote exclusive will be eventually available in Japan too. Right. So I'm not sure if Sailor is going to keep the awards on this or not, or is this actually going to be the only American exclusive version? And they and the Japanese fan base has to jump through the same hoops as we do to get stuff from the other continent as proxy. I mean... Who knows? I'm not saying I agree with this kind of segmentation process, pro uh, buying process by companies, but I'm just curious on how sailors going to handle this. Look, you're a global. Editions. You're a global company. Just, just sell it to everyone. <laughs> it still happens, even. I, I know it does, and I understand the reason why, but you? dude, guys, because just... I don't, especially for like some digital good. Wait, what? Like Japan's games, music, a lot of digital stuff. Mm -hmm. The digital copyright prevents them from being sold outside of USA. Okay, yeah, outside no, those, of Japan. those not so much. I was thinking that, like, okay, maybe you do, like, a limited edition run of a pen. Yeah, well, uh, they do it, too. For... Like, Ultraman Ink. I mean, 
I can't get my hands on it. I, 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 anyways, I just want to say the <laughs> okay. pen looks good. The pen Number looks one, good. The pen looks good. If I didn't already have enough sailor pens, and this was my first sailor pen that I was going to get, this would be a good one to get. <laughs> yeah. Colorwise, this is a really simple and clean, and uh, I think it's really it's a relatively elegant design. It's not mm -hmm. it's not like getting too busy or stuff. Just yeah. really simple white uh, metal shaving and uh, rose gold. Mm -hmm. I think this is the Pro Gear, the larger version. So, mm. not bad, I would say. Yeah, not bad. Oh, I didn't know they have cap rotation on there. Actually, it's like rotate the cap one point two five times and can uncap it. Nice. What is that? Um, interesting. Median and median final. Oh, okay. Every one of them special orders from Pen Chalet. So oh. I was looking at I, I thought some certain with a special order, but now everything is special order. So mm. <laughs> <laughs> everything is special, nothing is. Okay, so next one. It is the I found this is pretty interesting to bring up. Um, there is a relatively cheap sailor. And yeah, you linked it to me on Amazon. Yes. So I'll tell you what I first thought when I saw it, okay? Yeah. When I first saw it, I was like, oh, it's just another sailor pen. They had, they're doing like little like starry night look, like very prototypical. And then I, and then I looked away. Yeah, and then I looked back, and I'm like, "Wait, it's forty two dollars." Yep. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, "Wait, what?" Oh, steel nib. Okay, got it. <laughs> but if you click on the uh, you, the Reddit link, mm -hmm. I think the starlight actually looks really good with bright light. Yeah, it does. If so, this if this was another one, another like Sailor Pro Gear, whatever, like two hundred dollar pen, I'm like, yeah, whatever. Forty two is pretty good, <laughs> right? <laughs> I might consider grabbing one just for the office use, to be honest. Yeah, I, I I mean, just based on the how it looks, like this is a good beater pen for forty two bucks. Yeah, so. Um, hmm. I'm not sure I should grab one before we publish this podcast. <laughs> <laughs> but I mean, it's been going on. I mean, this pen looks like it's been going on for a while, so I don't think it's gonna be out of stock anytime soon. So. Yeah, I, I, yeah, I don't think so. But, um, I mean, hey, I've bought, I've bought a couple pens right after we finished the podcast. I think there were two pen purchases that were done right after the podcast ended. So. <laughs> <laughs> okay it hasn't happened to you yet as far as i know but it could it could it could <laughs> precautions precautions yes um so yeah uh, i just find i just found i might share it used to be cheaper it used to be 39 dollars at the beginning of this year but i mean well, three dollar difference is fine like if if the world wasn't racked with supply chain issues before, it's going to get even worse now, right? <laughs> yeah, China has a lot of uh, 
I'm not sure you know the news, but China's major manufacturing for electronics are all shut down right now. Oh, oh, is it because of the COVID shutdown in China right now? Yeah, the yeah. zero COVID policy in entire Shenzhen is out, basically. Yeah. So I have a... So here's a very interesting thing I didn't know about the China's COVID zero policy, okay? Mm-hmm. Um, they shut down the area, right? The issue with them shutting down is that they don't just ask everyone to be closed down. Um, depends on severity of the factory. Like, say, if this is an in-factory infection, they actually ask you to destroy all the goods inside that factory, too. What? <laughs> yes. Why? I don't know. I, I guess they just treat COVID spread that serious because... It's an airborne virus. You don't need to destroy the product. I, I recently learned from my key, my my keyboard group by there's there is a protective film they want to use for the weight, like you know the mm-hmm. the, the four pound weight I have on the bottom of a keyboard. Uh huh. Yeah, that thing. Um, they have a protective film for it for the newer one I have I'm receiving. Okay. The factory that makes the film has it outburst of infection and so they destroyed everything (laughs) and all the film got destroyed besides the few that made it out and shipped to the rest of asia country first what Uh, i'm sorry that's ridiculous (laughs) yeah not kidding (laughs) <laughs> they don't joke around when it comes like, to COVID. That's like, okay, policy, man. like I, I can't imagine, like, okay, so, okay, okay, hypothetically speaking, if there was a car manufacturer in China, right? Like, let's say they were putting together a car, right? And it's 80% done, and mm-hmm. then there's a, and then there's an infection in the factory. Would they destroy the car? <laughs> I don't know. That's you see. I I think that is because the film is cheap and soft good, so they can destroy it. I'm not sure whether they're gonna. I don't think they're gonna force you to destroy like electronics or like metal hardwares. Destroy. I hope not. (laughs) I hope not. What is because I have a batch of keyboard that I order. I have one keyboard that is also manufactured right there right now. And and like what, what. Aren't you just wasting more time in the factory destroying product than just stopping production and going home? Yeah. Like, uh, 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 the, that's so ridiculous. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, for so if you have any kind of uh, purchases, like fountain pen or non-fountain pen related stuff on China, you're going to see another wave of uh, shortages. Great. Due to the uh, COVID issues there, so. Great. All right. <laughs> it is what it is, man. It is. It yeah. is how they want to handle COVID. It's fine. I mean. It's an, it's an airborne <laughs> virus, guys. <laughs> it's not. <laughs> Whatever. All Anyways. right. <laughs> On a side note, Twisty mm-hmm. Eco. Uh, yes. I find... I never really tested this because I didn't really felt the need to. Mm-hmm. It turns out that the Twisby Eco's uh, pen sealed is actually really good. The Twisby Eco pen seal, like like in terms of stopping um... evaporation from happening. Mm. 
because I accidentally left my Twispy Eco on the car for over a week. Oof. In the hot sun? In the, the hot, hot Californian sun. sun? Yes. And, uh, well, nothing happened to it. It doesn't, I, I don't see any kind of, It's like, a demonstrator, right? It's a demonstrator. And you left it exposed? I, I left it at the front glove box of the car, of a RAV4. So it's inside the glove compartment? Mm, no, it's outside. It's, it's, it's one of those, like, little slot. Like, you just think of, a. Okay, so it is exposed to the internal temperature of the car. Yes. Okay. Fully exposed to it. Okay. And you would think that that should get hot enough that the You would think that should... it should be hot enough that it will at least burp into the front, the feet area. Right. Like, like the, the ink should... There, some of the liquid should start evaporating and, and, yeah. and um, release from the uh, pen. Nothing happened. Yeah, I'm surprised. So yeah, it, it kept everything completely sealed. So that is something that I, I got to report. And um, I mean, where this credit's due, the, the Twisby Eco does a really good job on sealing the nib. Is that something out. they deliberate? Is that something they deliberately tell you is a part of the pen? They don't sell it as part of the pen, but they do like, put a rubber seal as part of their sealing process. Because mm. I know not cap. all pen caps have that. Yeah, I mean the only one that also has this is Platinum. Yes. And Platinum uses this as a selling point. Yes, I know Platinum like explicitly tells you yes, like this. Yeah. Yeah, but Twisby has the same thing, but they don't ever bother telling you that it's their selling point. But it works. I don't know if I'd ever leave my pen in the car though. <laughs> it's an accident, okay? It's Fair an enough. accident. But just telling you, no, that's how well it worked. It's good. It's good to see. I don't have any Twisby pens in my collection. You don't? No, I don't. I, I think I had a Twisby... Oh, what's that Twisby fountain pen that I had? Um, which one? I'm trying to look at the thing to see if I can find the one that I had. Maybe I did have the Twisby Eco, but it looks a little different. Anyways, I had a Twisby at one point, and I didn't like the nib, and I returned it. Oh, okay. I mean, I think they're getting better. Mm -hmm. um, hopefully, they get better, much better now. So, if you have time, I'll give it a try and see how it is. Maybe I don't. Really, I don't have any. I don't have any demonstrator piston fillers. That so maybe. Yeah. Well, you can try the uh, the the spring one. The uh, I think the swipe Twisty swipe. Uh, that's the like the one where it's just like a giant, giant spring. Uh, yeah, I've wanted. I actually did want to try that one. Maybe I will get that one. Yeah, I mean these are, dude. These are cheap. Well, in in okay, in fountain pen terms, they are cheap. Yeah, you you tell any other person to buy a twenty dollar pen, they'd probably like think you're crazy. But yes, a twenty dollar fountain pen for us, not that bad. Very cheap, actually. Yeah. If, if okay. <laughs> Yeah, one of my coworkers just never understand my uh my collection of fountain pens, even though that guy is also in a knife collection as I do. Oh so yeah, I was like, <laughs> it's like the same thing. Dude, come on. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah. Okay. Next topic. Um, on the same note, though, I would not recommend using the uh, Pilot A two three as the uh, FA nib. Uh -huh. As the everyday nib. 
Oh yeah, no, definitely it, not. I find it very problematic. <laughs> definitely <laughs> a, do uh, not. On a paper that is not smooth. Okay, that is the issue on paper. Um, it just like to splatter everywhere. For me, at least. I I find that using a. Okay, so in my journey of fountain pens, my initial love was sheening flex nibs. Like those were okay. my two loves until I just, you know, eventually you come to a point and you realize, no, a flex nib is not really the kind of nib you want to use for everyday use. Yes, I I was correcting my, uh, well, the guy, the guy supervising his work and... Uh, Let's just say that a very quick strike while ends me was splattering red ink all over the page. <laughs> <laughs> it's pretty bad, honestly. It's pretty bad. So it's not exactly a uh, fast drawing or everyday friendly pen. No, it's not. Yeah, mm. it's fun to write with. Um, you, you know, if you're writing a card to someone or you just want to add a little a flir- uh, like a little flourish to it flourish to something but definitely as an everyday writer as a workhorse maybe a flex nib isn't the right one to use yeah we just get median we're fine yeah stub nib stub nib i love stub, yeah, stub nib works too yeah stub nib always stub nib the uh the amount of ink i put out is pretty constant make it a lot mm-hmm. more consistent you just have yeah. to be careful with the paper type speaking of paper we had to bring this up i we keep forgetting mitsubishi uh was that Mitsubishi banknote paper? Yeah, I mean, we talked about that what at the beginning of the year, maybe beginning of the year that we bought it uh, from Papermind. Papermind, what, what's the website called? Let's see, thepapermind.com. And I believe this is actually a product Oops. made by a redditor himself. All right, and he's also on fountain pen. It's also on, what's that website called? Um, Fountain Pen Network? Mm-hmm. Let me find his uh, Reddit handle. His Reddit handle is... Do, 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 do. Blake's Broadcast. He has a YouTube channel in the same name, I believe. Mm-hmm. And uh, this notebook is made to his spec. And uh, it is apparently one of... The nope, it was one of the paper he likes. So I decided to buy this. Apparently, this is an ad as appearing on the Reddit channel, Reddit uh, subreddit uh-huh. quite a bit. Uh-huh. So some people was questioning and asking how the paper use. So, in your summary, how do you feel about the paper? And it's really notebook. good. It's really good. <laughs> um, um, mind going detail. I'm trying to think. It, it's there because there's it's there's no like um there's no like a it, it doesn't have like a plasticky feeling to it. It's like it's very nice feeling paper. Like it's yeah because it's not um it's not coated. Yeah, that, that's right? the word I'm looking for. It's not coated, right? It's, it's just coated, really so you're highly just condensed paper. Right. And I think this is what the GSM is. This let me see. So tell me what GSM it is. Hey, it doesn't say. Uh, 87.9. 87.9, right. Okay, there we go. And the funny thing is, this 87.9 feels thinner than the um, the Rodia. 
ninety, right? But I think mainly is just because of how how dense it is, really. Yeah, I, like it writes really smooth. Um, shading sh shows up pretty nicely on it. I think this one sh shows shading pretty nicely. Mm -hmm. it I mean, it's definitely does, not a sheening. It does not sheen at all. Okay, I have okay, I have in my um, Nakaya a an ink that is well overdue to be used. It's probably like two months old. <laughs> so like the ink inside is super condensed. Right. Of every other pen, of every other paper, like typically between Aurelius or Midori or Tomoe paper, if you use this kind of ink, like a really already condensed ink, it typically will get sheening out of the ink that I'm using. Mm -hmm. um, it doesn't do that at all with yeah. the Mitsubishi uh, banknote because I think this paper, um, because it's not coated, it just kind of absorbed all the ink inside. Yeah. And uh, there's no crystal structure to be formed on top, so it doesn't really form. It really doesn't really form like the uh, the color that is needed to sheen. But one but, thing that I do really like about this is that like because it is so like nicely condensed. Um, so I actually used the Kakimori uh, metal nib on this. Okay. Um, and like as you're writing on it, it doesn't. You, depending on the kind of paper you're using, like you could, as you're writing on it, it'll it'll kind of dent the paper, or like it'll make an impression on the paper, or like the ink might flow through it, or uh, you know, seep in through the other side, or something. Yeah, yeah. You you you'll leave a mark, basically. Yeah. You, you don't get that at all for this paper, <laughs> because it is it, it is harder than normal paper that I can mm -hmm. that I can tell. And the good thing is, like, there's very little amount of show throughout this. Yeah. Right? So, like, yeah. I, I can barely see why we're on the opposite side. Just, like, honestly, I mean, for You can see a... it, but it's not... It, it's not disruptive at all. Yeah. Like, for day-to-day -day paper, this is a really good day-to-use paper. If you are to use for journaling and stuff. Um, it is... It may not be as smooth as... Uh, Coated paper per se, like uh, Nemesines and uh, um, Rodia paper. It gives you a feedback, but it's a. I, I would say it's a pleasant feedback. It's a pretty good feedback. It's less feedback than the say Tomoe because I think Tomoe has a feedback stamp onto the paper as it finishes. Mm -hmm. um, this is just like a really really fine feedback from the fibers itself. Oh, by the way, I think this is one of Collins's main concern when he first heard about the paper. Um, this is tight, very, very tidy pack fiber, but it does it don't have to you don't run into issues with the uh, nib picking up the fibers, mm -hmm. right? Yeah, I did not have that issue at all. Yeah, so like overall, I'm just I'm I'm pretty impressed with the ink with the with the uh, paper, but uh, one thing I need to bring out though. <laughs> Yeah. Be careful if you have really, really, really feathery ink because I do notice this uh, paper is is uh, susceptible to feathering. So like a um, Yamabudo, Pilot Yamabudo, Roshijuku Yamabudo yeah. will it feather. Might, it might feather through. It might feather a little bit for you, right? 
Um, and on top yeah, of that, right. if you have very... Oh, yeah, you can do dip now. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not going to do it right now. Look at you. <laughs> I'm not going to do it right now. But uh, on top of that, if you use a really light ink, it's really weird because my ink color changes as I write. Hmm. Like, it gets absorbed into the paper. Oh. So it actually becomes less... Typically, okay, typically when the ink dries, it becomes darker, right? Right. On this one, when the ink dries, it becomes lighter. So maybe I should try that the, the Sailor color changing ink. That might be very interesting on this paper. I think you should. You really yeah. should try it. Yeah. I think you might actually see the color changes in front of your eyes. Oh. Yeah, yeah, that's what I was it. saying. That's what I was saying when the when I was using a really light purple ink from Sailor. I was writing uh, some of the testing papers. Like, wait, what the heck is going on? But this, how this one looks. Um, I think another thing for this one is the uh, spine on this notebook, right? It's basically bare. Yeah, there's the, the he decided to make uh. I wouldn't call this unfinished because this is very intentionally not done this way. Yes. But uh, he did not have the, uh, I think, what the hell is that thing called? Like typically there's a piece of paper that is taped and glued over this finishing. Yeah, he didn't. He just basically taped the papers up and then that was it. But I actually yeah. kind of like it because it means that like, if you lay it flat, it really does lay very flat. Yeah, right? Like, this one easily flattens out. And, uh, like, there's no paper, no nothing to get in the way to prevent it from laying flat. I think so, if I were to start... Because I still have a journal that I'm finishing through for my uh, my weekly journal. But yeah. I think this is going to be my next journal book because of how much I like the paper and just the journal itself. Yeah. And uh, um, something to note as well, the paper, due to the fact that this is not a coated paper, mm -hmm. it has higher resistance against uh, finger and hand oil. Ooh, <laughs> that'll be good for me. <laughs> yeah, so you, you need to take a little bit less care. I want, on that, it, wouldn't be a, it would be a lot less issue, basically, when you, you, when you use it. I will I'll let you know because what I when I usually what happens is I put my left hand on the lower left hand corner of the paper and then after I'm done doing my journal I'll you I'll write the page number on the lower left and on um on tomoe paper that that spot that corner is usually hard to write on because it's got my finger oil on it so the the ink doesn't take on that Yeah I will give it a try on this one because I I didn't run into any of the issues while I was reading it without mm -hmm. any kind of paper card, without any kind of hand guard. So, give it a try. Yeah. I think it's worth a try. And, uh, but yeah, I mean, among all the uh, paper, I think this actually replaces my uh, favorite non coded paper versus mm. Midori ones. Mm. So, this will be your next, this will be your new journal purchase. <sighs> Yes, it just the only sad thing is it's not uh doesn't sheen at all. <laughs> yes, you lose because the sheen. Because Midori sheens a little bit, right? Ooh, you know what? I gotta try um, because 
uh, pigmented inks have a sheen to them after you write on it. Let me. It shines a, a little bit, right? It shines a little bit. Let me, because that because that that shines because of the pigment sitting on top. Which, yeah. by the way, that actually brings up uh, something I wanted to talk about, which yeah. is a problem that I'm I need to test to validate if this is true. Okay. Okay. So, I have a journal. Okay. So, mm -hmm. I do a journal entry. And I used Sailor Kiwaguro pigment ink. Okay. 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 It is a black pigmented ink. It is the one that if you shine it, shine light on it at an angle, it does sheen a little bit. Okay. Okay. So once I'm done with writing my journal, I'll flip the page and then write on the next page, right? Right. I notice that the pressure the small amount of pressure that i'm applying to the page is causing the i think it's causing the pigment to get imprinted on the other side do you know what i'm saying yeah i mean it happens um well okay no it, it doesn't happen with normally right like remember the um myself my ink yes mine mine just exaggerated the uh the issue by tenfold <laughs> Okay, I, but I think for the film for the pigment ink, as long as you exceed the uh, amount that the paper will take in, mm -hmm. it'll just sit on top. It will just sit on top. Of anything you just do to disturb it will redistribute the pigment everywhere. I think that's exactly what happened. Remember when I did the the Sailor Kiwaguro uh, um, ink water test? Yeah, and then the Sailor Kiwaguro ink blot like. There was a huge rush, uh, yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. from that. That's I think that's exactly what happened. It just did the, the pigment was just sitting on top and it just washed it out. Just spread everywhere. So the the Kyogo probably has more pigment than the other pen. Yes, and, and that's probably what cost it. And that's what's happening with my journal. I'm like, why is why is the back page of my journal like getting these dark prints? I'm like, <laughs> oh, it's the pigmented ink. It's the taking... pigment. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I have the. Uh... I have the opposite issue. What my is my issue is the uh, the Kakimori uh, number four, the uh, light blue. Mm -hmm. I put that into the vanishing point fine, and uh, it's too light. <laughs> it's too light. <laughs> yeah, I was gonna use it for like signatures and stuff. Can't. It's really too light. Do you need to use a darker signatures. ink? I need to find darker ink, but I kind of want to throw this away too, so I might kind of use it until this one. Well, you can. Stop. You can squeeze it out into like a little thing and then, I don't know. No, it's okay. I'll just use this one up. <laughs> <laughs> if I really got sick of it, I just dump it out, I guess. Yeah. Yeah, I, I think I... It, for lighter colored inks, you should use a thicker uh, nib. Certainly. Like the, the Pilot Vanishing Point fine is... I think sometimes a little bit too fine for some good yeah um right so okay like, yeah yeah go ahead no 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 <laughs> all right i guess we can move on to our last question for the day um do you ever use i think some people have this questions on uh it was on the pen card uh podcast i think it was uh was it the pen Attic? Uh, I think this question. 
But this is regarding to whether you want to use, uh, you need to use the still water to clean your pen. I don't. (laughs) You don't? Okay. Well, I mean, it depends. Okay, so I can tell you that I, at one point in my life, I cared a lot. And then at a certain point, I stopped caring. (laughs) And then now it doesn't matter because my water is treated before I... It, as it comes out of the tap so it doesn't matter anymore to me <laughs> yeah but for, i mean for yours you already have you you installed reverse osmosis at your kitchen or lab, no right? no i have a i have a uh a water conditioner and a water filter set up for the entire house right i forgot already yeah you yes. do. So, so for you it doesn't really matter anymore no it doesn't <laughs> okay for me it still matters and uh, yes. the water here is pretty harsh so, okay. <laughs> I mean, I honestly haven't put that in consideration yet. Um, mm-hmm. The question is whether washing your uh, washing and cleaning your pan in the a hard water will it cause any issues in the I'm, long run. I think it can. It has to. Like, <sighs> I think it can. However. I'm gonna use the same analogy as washing cars, okay? Uh huh. Because you run into the same exact issue when you do car washes to do right. hard water, right? Right. So for car for cars for um cars hard waters um you're gonna leave a water stain if you don't shine up or uh, remove all the water droplet fast enough. Yes. If you have really hard waters. Yes. And um. Some of a way to solve this is whether you apply a coating on your card paint so the mm-hmm. water beads off, which is not possible for fountain pens. Yes. Internals. <laughs> you don't want to um, apply like an oil slick on your fountain pen nibs. Right. <laughs> Alternatively, you can use some kind of, uh, you can do treated filter water mm-hmm. to wash your entire car, mm-hmm. which is what you're doing basically. Yes. It, that's fine. <laughs> it just, that's not a cheap option for a lot of people. Yes. But then I think uh, for anyone that has a, a reverse osmosis system installed for just your drinking water at your house, this is probably the ideal choice to do as well. Just get a cup of, just cup of uh, drinking water with rever- uh, reverse osmosis water, clean your pain with using it, and it shouldn't have any hard water left, right? <laughs> I'm curious if you wanted to do a more economical version of that. Could you wash it with normal tap water first and then rinse Correct. it? Correct. That's what I was about to get to. Okay. <laughs> because that's what you do for cars at the mm-hmm. end. For okay. A lot of car washes is what you do. They wash your car normally and they just spray down your water. You, they spray down your car with demineralized water. Right. I never so, thought of that, but I guess that is how you would do it. Yeah. So if you yeah. go to like an automatic car wash, they'll use normal whatever water first. Not automatic car wash. Automatic car wash just blow it off. They don't care. They're not okay. Detailed. They're not gonna. They're not gonna if, do a filtered water at the end. Yeah. If you go to like a uh, detailing slash hand wash, mm, okay, place where where they actually care a little bit more about the finishing quality on your car, that's what they do. They wash your car, your car normally. And before your car dries off, they just send your car through a uh, filter where uh, reverse osmosis water rinse Mm -hmm. to rinse off all the hard water and then leave only soft water on your car. 
So the same can apply for fountain pens too. So you don't need to use soft water to clean your pen all the time. You just have to as, rinse it off with... As long as the last rinse or last dip is using soft water, I think you're good. And you should be get rid of any kind of mineral deposit in long term, which honestly, I haven't really seen any pens I've been using. But if you're really concerned about it, yeah. That's why I mean, you, you do it. I mean, the other way you do it with a car wash is that you just wipe off the water first, right? Yeah. But I mean, for our fountain pen, you, you just leave it dry. Like a lot of mechanisms, they just kind of leave it dry with water and things like that. Or you, I tend to wipe off kind of the main parts of it first. But I guess you can't, you can't get into the, the grooves of the, of the feed. That's, that's where yeah. it, you could yeah, get that's problems. That's where you could possibly get deposits. Possibly. Yeah. Which I kind of doubt it because some of our ink can be kind of acidic as long as it can be kind of alkaline. <laughs> so the long run just eats it through. So you just put some ink into it. It'll probably like solve that. <laughs> uh, some obsidic link into it. It'll probably just mm -hmm. dissolve. But. Uh, 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 the Sailor Doyu ink that like cleans up your pen. Yeah. Or just the, uh, some of the, uh, I would say, yeah, no, no. I would just, I was going to say some of the more solvent based ink, but that's <laughs> probably, you probably don't want to do that for the, your good pens. Probably not. Or alternatively, if you don't have like any kind of filter water, I think you can buy it the... I, I think I mentioned this on the last episode. We ran out of distilled water locally at our supermarket for some mm -hmm. reason for a while. Yeah. I ended up buying the... This is really weird, but I ended up buying CPAP machine distilled water from Amazon. Okay. Which is a breathing machine. That has uh, water mist, so they need to make sure all the water is pure water too. Okay. And those bottle water, they come in smaller bottles. It's still like a bottle, it's a stack pack of 12, so they can just open the smaller bottles at once without opening the whole pack. Out of curiosity, Frank, can you not just use like like Arrowhead spring water? No. Arrowhead spring water is actually mineral. Oh, okay. So you can't just use like a like a... You you can't open like a bottle of Dasani and make that work. No, no, <laughs> no, no. It has to be distilled, distilled water. Okay. And if they say "quote unquote" add the electrolyte for taste, yeah, that's <laughs> yeah, add like, back mineral. Like, yes. <laughs> Which doesn't help. That's by true. The way. Yeah. Yep, that is it for today's show. Well, unless you have something you want to bring up. No, I think I think that's it. Um, I do want to add that I checked on uh, my piece of paper that I left for UV mm -hmm. uh, exposure. Mm -hmm. It looks exactly the same. Yeah, I, I didn't really show any difference as well. So I didn't it's, even bother bringing it up. It's, I, I mean, I don't know. Like, I'll keep leaving it there, but... I mean, unless I left it up there for years, and I don't want to leave it up there for years, I don't know if it's going to change. I, I okay. I put a chops. I, I put a wooden stick in the middle, right of of the written paper. Honestly, I didn't see any difference over time being at least mm -hmm. within like two weeks time. Right. So, um, so unless you want to store your paper, your your notebook open up under the sun. Uh, no, I have a I have a cut sliced sheet of paper. Just 
on the windowsill. Oh, that's what you're doing. Okay. It's just there, just hanging out out there. I would imagine if I had any neighbors, they're like, what the heck did he write on his window? Uh, whatever. And they'll look at it as like, Pilot Orochizuka? What the heck is he trying to tell me? <laughs> Cryptic message. Help. Yeah. I need help. Yeah. Um, uh. Yeah, I'll, I'll just leave it up there, but it's like, I don't know. We'll see after a month and a half. A month okay. from now to see what where it is, but if it still looks exactly the same, I I would imagine that the inks are probably fine. <laughs> yeah, let me know. I don't. I think I'm gonna give up on the <laughs> okay. On sounds the, good. Uh, on the pigment part. <laughs> sounds good. All right. I guess that's that concludes today's shield. And uh, well, I think I'll see you next time, Collins. All right. See you, man. See ya.